Hello and welcome to Physiosyncrasy. The topic of today's podcast is, are we unique as physiotherapists? Some of the things we cover are how, how the breadth of our profession is both a blessing and a challenge, the value of specialization, as well as increasing the focus on job-specific training. Let's dive in. Are we unique? What is a physiotherapist? That is, why do people seek us out? What differentiates us from other health professionals? What skills and knowledge make us unique? And where do we fit into the healthcare puzzle? The Australian Physiotherapy Association have summarised it nicely on their website. Here's what they have to say. Physiotherapists help you get the most out of life. They help you recover from injury, reduce pain and stiffness, increase mobility and prevent further injury. They listen to your needs to tailor a treatment specific to your condition. As first contact practitioners, you don't need a doctor's referral to see a physiotherapist. Physiotherapists, doctors and other health professionals will often work as a part of a team to plan and manage for a specific condition. This definition is nice, but it lacks specificity. After all, you could substitute other health professionals in place of physiotherapists, and it would also be true. Part of the challenge with defining our profession is the breadth of our service. We can work in many different fields, including private practices, managing musculoskeletal injuries, a hospital, working within wards from orthopedics to cardiorespiratory to neurological, occupational health like ergonomics, injury management and prevention, sporting teams by keeping athletes healthy on the field, aged care facilities for pain management and mobility, and disability sector via improving independence. And this range is probably not even covering the whole field, but it's refreshing. It offers variety to a clinician, and it gives us the option to dip our toes in the water. Also, it speaks to our skill set, in particular, its versatility. But this broadness of scope ask some hairy questions of the profession. For starters, it's possible to work in all of the above settings and more without any specialized training. Sure, they'll be on the job guidance in most cases, but it's often of the learn as you work style. Formal upskilling before starting a new role doesn't exist. So when we do start a new position, will we be assured in our skills? Will we be competent? Is it fair for our patients? Could it reflect poorly on the organisation we're working for and even the profession? The question we have to ask sometimes is, is job-specific training a cost or an investment? After all, job-specific training isn't easy or cheap to implement. There's a cost for resources, like the educator's wage, and there's a time it takes too. When a company is desperate for workers but has to train them before they can start, what do they do in the meantime? For now, the imperative is with the individual. They'll do more study if they, if they like the field they've chosen, working on a postgraduate degree, for example. But perhaps the physiotherapy governing body, and employers too, should think more closely about the current approach to learning. After all, everyone looks good if a clinician is consistently delivering a higher level of care. Let's look at an example. New graduate physiotherapist Carl lands a job at an aged care centre. He undergoes an induction program. This includes manual handling training, understanding the reporting systems, as well as the processes of the facility. Then, Carl gets to work. 
He gets guidance and feedback during his early months, and with this, his skill set improves. Carl reflects on his time in the aged care centre after three months of work. He likes it and can see himself spending more time in this field, developing and becoming more proficient. The three-month mark is also significant because it's a point where an employer must sign up to further specialisation training if they see their career progressing. Like Carl, this training is complementary in both senses of the word. Carl speaks with his manager and soon he starts a specialisation program. As he learns, he has an opportunity to apply his new skills directly to his workplace. His level of care improves, so the residents benefit. He gets better at his job, so he's satisfied most days. He does effective work, which keeps his manager happy too. The organisation runs better as a result. We can extrapolate that Carl's work and that of his like-minded colleagues will enhance the reputation of the aged care centre therefore drawing more interest from potential residents. We can see how this model of specialisation unfolds. Carl can clearly define himself as an aged care physiotherapist. He has a general set of physiotherapy skills, like the knowledge of the body and manual therapy techniques. Then, after deciding to dedicate part or all of his professional career to the aged care sector, he acquires distinctive abilities too like advanced manual handling techniques, a refined knowledge of chronic pain and how to motivate the elderly, for instance. The questions we started with at the top of this podcast become less ambiguous. Why do people seek Carl out? Because they want to tap into his expert knowledge about maximizing their quality of life in their older years. They want to know how to better manage their chronic back pain. They want his advice about what exercise is appropriate and sustainable as well as how to move better in general. What differentiates Carl from other health professionals? Not only does Carl have an excellent grounding in the fundamentals of physiotherapy, but he has special abilities when it comes to working with the elderly, specifically assisting them to understand their bodies at their particular life stage too, including best practice for maintenance and getting the most out of it. What skills and knowledge makes Carl unique? Specialist knowledge related to the elderly and aged care, that is, optimizing function in this unique subpopulation. Where does Carl fit into the healthcare puzzle? He improves the quality of life and independence of the elderly. He has the ability to reduce their pain, diminish their financial burden for their families and the government too, as well as lessen the emotional strain by improving understanding and independence for all parties involved. We have the talent and there is a need for this. It's time we took took the initiative to differentiate our profession. We'll maximize our abilities and better serve the community too. Thanks for listening to another installment of Physiosyncrasy. Click the like button if you enjoyed this episode. Share the podcast if you think a friend or colleague would benefit. And leave a comment if you have a feedback or suggestions. And as always, stay tuned for more juicy content.